Do you know how much your inventory is worth? It? No. No. And there's a question. Do you have like a range? No idea. No idea. Like. What? I have some shoes that are expensive <laughs> and all this I found out later. So I was, so the best way to describe my signature, I was a sneakerhead before the word sneakerhead existed. Okay. Okay. You're the and OG, OG sneakerhead. If you want okay. To <laughs> Hi, Bissy. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. Good. So we're chatting about your legit business. I believe that you don't have to own a business to be in business. True. That True. as long as you exchange your skills, talents, experiences for compensation, you are in business. So from biology to technical communications major. Yes. The day before. The day before. <laughs> how did that happen? I remember this. It was my poetry professor. And I'm in class with her. She's like, hey, there's this new major starting here at the school. And pretty much, I'm a, her husband was the head of the department. So like, I'm going to have him come in here and give you guys a pitch about it if you guys don't like. So we're going to take like 20 minutes of class today and then we're going to talk about this new major in single communication that's being started at Texas Tech. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. It's part of, I have to be there anyway, so I'm going to listen. And uh, the professor, I can't remember his name right now, comes in and does the presentation, and it just clicks. I'm like, that's what I do. That's what I love doing. Oh, okay. But basically, take, I, I like working with technology, and I like breaking down communicator processes down to the nitty-gritty. So I think it's right up my alley. And literally, after class that day, I went downstairs, and I asked, the late, uh, asked my, uh, my counselor at the time, and I'm like, hey, how do I switch into this school? to become a technical communicator. Oh, he's like, just fill out this form. I took the form and the next day, I was a technical communication. So how did uh, biology come to play? You know, typical African parents go be okay. a doctor or be some, something in the healthcare fields and biology is the route to go. And um, that's how I did. I, I was doing that for two years. So funny story, by the time I switched majors, I had accumulated enough credit to have that as my minor. Oh, biology, biology. minor. Biology. Okay. I, I had been through the rings of, all the way to, uh, I think the uh, OCHEM was a breaking point for me. When okay. I could, like, organic chemistry okay. is like one of the hardest biology classes. Well, at my school it was. And uh, I, could, I couldn't make past a C to save my life. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> organic chemistry, is that the one with Formulas the Formulas and calculations. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, there's no fun. Yeah, I don't think I like <laughs> chemistry. <laughs> So how did you envision your career when you started out? Like, did you have a goal? This is after school? Or are you talking about before school? After school. After school. So one thing that I, I, when I was younger, I, I had a chance to work with these um, older gentlemen. And um, in that realm, I was working with individuals that I think the average age was like 65 post-retirement. And... Where um, it used to be like a transportation business locally here, where all we did was move cars around. And at lunch, during lunch times or break times or down times, these old gentlemen of all races, um, all races, mm -hmm. Hispanic, Italian, black guys, white guys, anyway, they would just take the opportunity to advise me on what they wish they would have done when they were my age, because at this okay. point I'm like 17, 18. But how are you around these people? So in the summertime, um, I came home during college. After my first semester of college, no, the, the summer before I went to 
my freshman year, I went, I walked, in the, I had a guy that told me like, hey, they're hiring for these jobs in this area. And I just drove, walked up there literally, walked in and they hired me on the spot. Okay. So not knowing anything about it, all, all I knew is, it's a rental car business, so you get to drive the newest and latest cars that are available. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. I get to drive a whole bunch of cars. And uh, so I walked in there, and but the population of people that were doing these kind of jobs were retired, old, older people, mm-hmm. or female males. But in this situation, it's all males. And the, big, the best advice that I got out of that, I got, I got a lot of nuggets of knowledge out of that, out of interacting with those men. And essentially, um, his name was Joe. Joe was the only one that had a degree in that, within in all those, um, within all those five or six gentlemen, and basically he said, "I am doing this because I want to." All these other gentlemen have to do this in a long sense, mm-hmm. in, a, in like, <clears throat> sorry, in a sense. And he said, "The best thing you can ever do for yourself is just go to college. It doesn't matter what your degree is in; just get the degree." Okay. And that's a, that was his advice to me. So. When I got into the major, I knew I liked the concept that they taught in the major, but what was that, what was that gonna look like after college? There's no like solid plan. I had a job interview for a job as a tech writer out in Japan, and I was gonna move to Japan for that job. And, uh, and it came down to, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I don't have the, enough experience coming out of college yet to just up and move to Japan. So I didn't do that. And then um, there was other opportunities to be like a straight technical writer, which is not my thing. I like more big picture than just in there and writing things out. And uh, yeah, I had no, pl- there was no like definite, I'm gonna go be a technical writer or go be blah, 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 blah. There was no definite. And the economy was different back then. You can't just walk out and get a job in those years, so. So you said um, the guy advised you that whatever it is, just get a degree. Just get a degree. Do you believe in that now? I still believe in that right now. Why? Because in, in the system that we're living right now, there's like an entry point, right? Okay. Every entry point has like certain qualifications that you need so either they want you to have a degree or some kind of certification or mm-hmm. it depends on the career field right mm-hmm. even if you're gonna if you're gonna come in and say you're a plumber plumber you have to have like the certification that you've gone through some class right and what I've learned th- through the years is anybody can come up and for lack of a better word BS so the way they verify you is with that piece of paper that they can go validate that oh this guy went through the process or this guy did this and that to get to this point so I do believe in that, that just having a qualification, something that somebody else can verify, which in this case is a degree, is what actually gets you through a lot of doors. So what about the undeclared folks? Like, they don't know what to do? You can get a general studies degree. Just take a whole bunch okay. of classes and just get a general studies degree. It, the, 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 the one thing that, the only thing that, not the one thing, the many things that the, a degree tells people in this system is, this person has proven that they can commit to go through a process to an endpoint, mm. and that that alone mm. is okay. worth something. That's and that's good. that's all it is. is that's good. You've commit you've committed yourself to completing something, and you've actually proven that you can do it. Okay. Whether you make like was it single C's get degrees? Whether you make C's or whatever <laughs> it is, you can get that piece of paper. It's just a, uh, like a qualifier. So yeah. Okay. So. I know you had a sales job. I did have you a sales worked job. in the mortgage office. Yep. You did asset management, data reporting, and analytics. <laughs> <laughs> what was something that you learned about yourself throughout all these transitions? Was it different for each of them? And and it's like a two-part question. Okay. And why did you make the decision to go into one, like into like this was the next one? So f- for me, um, what did I learn about myself? I'm still, I'm still, I'm still learning about 
to listen to my instincts. Okay. Because one thing that I've, I've learned throughout that, that path is listening to my instincts has, has always panned out. <laughs> so um, listen to my instincts. And um, what was the second part of that question? The second thing was um, what, how did you, I don't know which one you're answering. So one was what did you learn about yourself as you were making each okay. decision or transition? Yep. And the second one was how did you know to go for this versus the other? So, yeah, trust my instincts, number one, is what I, I've learned. How you learned, what okay. Learned. And what I learned from transition between all those jobs is you can, you can learn to do anything, mm-hmm. just commit yourself to it. Mm-hmm. I, I taught myself how to program from scratch. Okay. And that, reading books and getting resources, I had to program in, uh, in that, at that point it was SQL. Like, mm-hmm. is this something, if, if, as long as you commit, for me personally, if I decide to do something, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn about it and go as deep as I want to. And usually it ends up panning out for the most part. So, yeah. Does it really, though? For the most part. Not, well, it all depends on the context. So, for me, it's more, if I need to learn something, if I need to learn about something to get something done, it always ends up going right. Yes. What were some silly decisions that you made? Silly decisions? (laughs) Uh... I've learned never to follow the money. Okay. That's a silly decision. Don't ever, okay. ever follow the Why? money. Why? Why do you say that? Because it's always something that could, like, it's, it's not all about the money, right? So my highest paying job I've ever had was the worst place I've ever worked. What was the highest? So I worked at, at yeah. What worked was for, the job? What was the job? I worked for a hedge fund. Okay. For a, a, a brief period of time. And it's the... They already make money and they already produce money, but with them, like they, uh, the the idea of me coming in was to help them modernize to the next phase mm-hmm. of, like in this case, the data journey that they were on. But the problem was the drive and the decision to go to that was made by one person, mm. and the way things were 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 um, were okay with that person. So bringing new ideas was not something he wanted to do. He just needed a body that would basically replicate what he's doing to make it seem like we're going to the next step. Okay. And that was button heads at all times. And so you don't believe in the values or principles behind? Always, there's always a sales pitch. There's, they, they're, yeah, it's, it's, it's always a sales pitch. It's never the reality of what's actually going on. Right well, now. so then what would you say to the person who like, doesn't think they have options but to get a job for money? Oof. you need to change that mindset that's what I'll, I'll say to that person okay. because at the end of the day it's, it's the career moves that I've made have been twofold okay. what can I learn from these individuals and what can I contribute to this, to this company or team and the money is a byproduct of that because okay. if I'm learning something new then that means I can add it to my arsenal or my repertoire right. for the next job. Right. And then what can I contribute to the company? Meaning what can I help? What, what value can I display to them that they actually need me? Mm. Right. So then it becomes the point where if you, if you're able to hit the nail on the head in both of those scenarios, it becomes a point that they need you and you leaving. It's not a benefit to them. So they'll try harder to basically not necessarily succumb, but more cater to what you need and what your needs are in your career path or whatever it is. Okay. So, 
I know you have a side business. I do. And or businesses. <laughs> I've done multiple things. <laughs> <laughs> I've done multiple things. So something looks easy on the outside, mm-hmm. right? Until you get into it and then you realize, man, this is a lot of work. Oh yeah. And so how do you basically it's the choosing your heart thing. Mm-hmm. So how do you choose your heart when it comes to side businesses? Okay. If if it's my my decision process is pretty straightforward. If it's something I can commit to or put my commit heart to. Okay. behind, then dedicating the resources and time to it becomes easy. I used to run a whole pageant with my business partner back in the day. And um, when, at, when, whenever I got into that business, that was one of my first like full thing, um, full part-time business that I was committed to. She, she needed somebody that had the, um, she needed somebody that had the, the business acumen and business acumen to help her achieve her creative ideas. Mm-hmm. So I was, on, I was the one on the back end, coordinating, getting things lined up, use, um, doing the networking, and making sure we were on budget, and making sure the event was ended up being what it needed to be. With that, the commitment was just, I wanna see somebody else be successful with what she's doing. That's good. And that, that, was, that, was, that was the dedication I put into it. And it took a lot of time and effort, and the reaction from the, the winners, it was a, um, dual gender with a mister and miss it was called face of africa and seeing that excitement from the, the those individuals faces my business partners faces and all everybody that was associated with, with that organization was something that fulfilled me so yeah having mm-hmm. if i'm if i'm if i'm behind the cause and i'm behind mm-hmm. what is trying to be achieved it is usually it's not work at that point it's just mm. something I'm doing. i love that i was listening to a podcast recently and you know Simon Sinek? He's no. this he's this speaker. He talks about growing a team or business and all of mm. that. And he was talking about exactly what you're saying, that everything that we do has to feed into serving others. Correct. And so driving being driven by the money can only go so far. Correct. Correct. And then you start to bleed in a way that's not <laughs> no, that's not, not helpful to yes. you or the others. Yes. So, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I need to go check that person out. Yeah, right. yeah, Simon Sinek. Okay. So we spoke some time, and you said you, you were up to, like, 3 a.m. working on <laughs> yes, on some things. <laughs> but the thing you were working on, I know that it, it's, a, it's something you've been working on <laughs> behind the scenes for a long time. Correct. So apart from, you said you're not driven by money. Mm-hmm. So is helping others or being see, being able to see other people fulfilled is that the only thing that drives you or is is there something else well, like what else drives you being validated by my ideas mm, i'm glad i asked that <laughs> because i believe sometimes there's also uh you know an accomplishment or something mm-hmm. you want in that title of Correct. achievement okay Correct. being validated by my ideas because m- m- most um, most people that work with me, I think, yeah, you've gotten to know this about me. I have a lot of ideas in my head at all times. Yeah. <laughs> 90% sure of the time I'm thinking about something. And um, once the, whatever I'm thinking about or the concept I have in my head comes to fruition. Mm. It's that, that, and people, not necessarily getting validated by people, but others appreciating what I've done. Okay. Not verbally, but like, wow, that was nice. Or wow, that was cool. It's, 
that's what fulfills me in a sense. So mm. that's is, is a big driver for me. Because whatever, whatever I'm working on, whether it's an idea or project, whatever it is, I have thought it through in multiple steps all the way down. So once I'm able to build it and it comes to fruition, and people are like, oh, wow, that was, that was cool. They, not, they have no idea how much work went into it. But <laughs> <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> you say you're a thought leader. Yes. What does that mean? I'm thought in the sense that I find out in conversations and scenarios and a lot of places I've been, or color conversations or scenarios I've been in, the way I think is usually contradictory to like the, the group think or whatever, the norm. Like, the norm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think makes me a thought leader because I'm always, it seems like I'm always coming out of the left field. Mm-hmm. And then when I present or communicate in the right way, people are like, oh, it actually makes sense. Mm. To me, it's normal, but I don't understand why it doesn't make sense to you. Why did I see from, my <laughs> from the other side? <laughs> from the other side, but yeah, I think that from a thought leader perspective, that's why I, I'd say I'm a thought leader because most of the thing, the way the way I think and approach things, is based on my experience, right, and okay. the things that I've seen in my life, and it seems to be the total opposite of what, like, in, a, in if we're in a group of like five people, my idea is always like coming out of. It, it, my perspective is not commonly shared. I gotcha. Guess the best way to, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So you did say that you've had, you've had a lot of experiences. Mm-hmm. What is one experience that was kind of tough and challenging, and how did you get through it as it relates to business? Okay. You can't for when it get yeah you can't. It's not necessarily force people. Okay. Not everybody's gonna understand the way you think. Okay. And it doesn't just because I th- I think it or just because I I I have this perspective. It's I've I've learned to not react to people not understanding mm. or having questions about about it because what I find out is it's nobody has the same background and in most scenarios whether it's professional, uh, even at work or in business. It takes communication and iterations to get people to understand my perspective or the way that why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking. So um, the, be- the the biggest challenge I've gonna learn is um, communication works best, and a lot of people will not get it at the end of the day, and you should be okay with it. Okay, so was that something that you realized throughout all your different transitions or different um, jobs that you had? Or, I think it's a combination of all the above. Okay. And you can you can you can put as you can put under one umbrella of growth. Growth. But yeah, because he used to, I used to get my blood pressure up. Okay. He used to get my blood okay. pressure up, and then like later on, I'm like, why is he get my blood pressure up? Mm. It's just they don't get it. They're different. It's different. They might it might be two reasons. They just they don't get it, or they might not be the smartest. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of those two. Easy. So it's like. <laughs> I just come to accept that. You, so you think you're the smartest? I'm not, no, I'm not saying I'm the smartest. That individual in that particular situation is not the smartest on that topic. It's not. It's not they're not just stupid Understood. overall. I'm just <laughs> yes. joking. I'm just joking. It's just in that okay. particular scenario, and it's not my job to right. take you back to elementary school and educate you. So okay. So what would you say you do now today? Like, what do you do? So in the last oof, thirteen, yeah, ten plus years, we'll put it that way. I've been really heavy into data and analytics. Okay. Right. I've been, I've had jobs that put me on different, um, 
spectrums of the data journey, where there's people starting like very, very early on trying to implement a data project, mm-hmm. all the way to um, projects on data archiving. Data has been created, has been used, but they need to store it for later use, whether it's um, for compliance reasons or other reasons, or whatever it is. Um, yeah, so right now, I, my, my life exists around data, and I love it. You love it? <laughs> I love data. I'm, I'm so I know you have you have a wife and two boys Correct. under under what six and two at this point under yeah. six under under six. six under seven yeah how do you juggle everything that you do business wise growing your career and having a family so for me they they they, they don't they don't run in, they run in parallel where okay in the morning from <laughs> let's say six. So they leave and they're in school six to eight thirty. It's not work related. I might read some emails, but it's all about get my family um, ready okay. to go. Eight thirty till twelve, work time. Then I have my lunch hour to myself. Okay. Right around four thirty, family time starts until they go to sleep around nine thirty. Yeah, nine thirty give or take. Okay. And then from the ten to those late hours is when I think about my business strategy, write things down and do all that. So for me it's very kept categorical yeah, categorical yeah okay and just, like in between like i'll be thinking about things but it's family time is family time and mm. that's how i manage my time i know you get in a good amount of travel i do and some people travel for work do you travel for work I used almost to, not, not, anymore. Much, not, not anymore so what does travel mean to you now and like what do you like what do you take out of it x x so okay. for me Traveling is very, very important to me because I've, gotten ch- I've been blessed enough to visit a lot of places in a lot of different countries around the world. And um, every culture has its thing, right? Mm-hmm. And the co conversation I have about perspective, I think through my years of travel, I've learned that it's, it's um, different cultures have different perspectives, and it's good to, be, to experience and get exposed to that. Mm, why it, it, it valid it, it validates that there are a thousand ways to do something mm. just, just doing it one way is not always the right way and um for me th- there's a lot of value in that right so let, just learn how learn the quirks of people then their behavior styles when i travel to when i travel most of the time one of those days i'll just sit and watch people people watch people watch <laughs> and like activity the, yeah the way yeah. they carry themselves the way they communicate with each other so for me travel is not about necessarily going and taking pictures i'll go to a whole country and never take like two pictures so you're in the moment you're I'm present the, that's really yes. good i think that's something that we've lost yes yeah yeah in it's this a, yeah. generation you might, yes I, i'm not i'm not about yeah trying to catch the moment to reflect on it later no I'm listening to the sounds. I'm, I'm breathing. I'm eating the food. I'm enjoying what's on going on around me. And yeah, to me, it's nothing beats that. Okay. Okay. So going back to data data analytics, mm-hmm. I <laughs> I work in tech, yes. <laughs> but I'm not. It's not my favorite. Of course. Tech is not my favorite um, thing. Mm-hmm. So how do you explain data data analytics to um, somebody that's not in tech or somebody that sees their career going in that direction. Okay. So what does it entail? What, you know, what are the stereotypes around it? And what would you say about that? Okay. So th- th- data analytics, there's, there's two, there's two, there's two aspects to data analytics in my opinion. 
there's there the individuals that are more technical that do the coding and getting the data where it needs to be and the architecture how the, the path of the data so and so the best way to describe it is every business decision when you swipe your card mm-hmm. there's a record of it that's created that the business ha- can use to number one gain insights about you mm-hmm. or get insights about where the next money making opportunity is right and there's that aspect of mapping and creating that uh, creating and how to get that record of that credit card transaction to a place where it can be used mm-hmm. there's that aspect of it that's what the people that are typical IT guys that you think of a sit down coding <laughs> <laughs> and doing all that in the dark there's that aspect and the other aspect of it is which is um, the most um, the part that I, 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 I tend to specialize in the most is making sense of that record that has been created right okay. using that data to tell a story okay all right so I love it's, that. yeah so it's, it's it's more about for me data analytics from the perspective of telling stories with the data this is the trend that we've seen in the data this is the the this are some of the outliers and this is some of the opportunities that we could possibly explore mm-hmm. right so it's, it's 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 twofold and i'm more of a business facing side i guess for lack of a better word where i'm able to interact communicating and interacting so basically turn the technical the thing that's been created technically presented to, to it in layman's terms right mm-hmm. and then engaging the business that thing about the ways to use this effectively and those those are the two those are the two sides of the data i started with i, I started as the guy coding, in, in coding. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually i'm like yeah because th- there's always a breakdown communication between the guy that codes and the guy that goes get the business from the the um, the business go gets the insights or requirements from the business right okay the my I think what my niche that I've created for myself in my career path is being able to do both because mm. I'm able to understand the way the code of things because I've been there mm-hmm. so when I talk to the business every time I'm talking to the business or whoever it is the individual I'm always thinking in terms of what how the IT the the coder or the programmer be able to use their data effectively. Mm, that's so good. Yeah, so I, I'm able to write that, and I go give it to them, and we come back like, yeah, this is what we have, this is what, what, is what it's looking like, and then... So would you recommend, because um, there's also, like, specializing, so yes. would you recommend it's okay if you're one or the other, or would you recommend trying to also understand the other side of it? I recommend that you specialize, but there's a lot of benefit in understanding the other side. Okay. Because it only makes you better. Okay. Right, because you now you're able to ask, number one, ask the questions and think of things holistically, and that's what value lies in 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 all roles, all roles specifically with data, because at the end of the day, <clears throat> the guys that the guys that sit in the dark and are coding, are not people like. The perception that we have is, oh, those people are like introverts, they don't they don't like talking to people, but. <laughs> And they're so weird. And they're so with exactly. outside of people when they meet Why people. Why do they have colored <laughs> keyboards? Yes, there's those individuals. But at the end of the day, it's because it, it's it's a wrong perception. Because um, I agree. Yeah, I agree. it's a wrong perception because you don't. Most individuals we don't speak the same language. Language, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Once you understand how to speak to those, they, they, they're a lot of fun. I love talking to programmers. Mm. Yeah, they all have their quirks in. Uh, yeah. So and that means I'm quirky too, right? <laughs> So, yeah. I've seen you do like I've seen how you use this skill set that you have or this career path yes. outside of your job. Good. 
what other and and you do it so well like oh, thank you no and no, i i really think you do it well being able to like you said being able to break down data yep. Yep. um and tell a story and people love stories Correct. like literally Correct. so i think it's so powerful and it's a, it's also a good way of breaking things down so mm -hmm. just regular people can understand Correct. Correct. that language Correct. what other ways do you use that skill set apart from your job so Aside, apart from my job, so I, I did some consulting for a while. Okay. That's specifically related to um, helping people achieve what they, whatever their data needs are. I have I have something that I'm building because on the side on the side, <laughs> I'm a sneakerhead. <laughs> I've been collecting sneakers and I have a plethora of sneakers for the last. Let's just say a long time. Where the sneakerheads at? Some <laughs> <laughs> sneakerheads, but yeah, I've been doing um. Yeah, I've been collecting and doing sneakers. I've been collecting sneakers for, let's just say, tw over 20 years. Wow. And yeah, it's actually it's even longer than that. But anyway. and um, Do you know how much your inventory is worth? It? No. No? And there's a question. Do you have like a range? No idea? I no idea. Like, what? I have some shoes that are expensive. <laughs> 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 and all this, I found out later. So I was so the best way to describe my sneakerhead. I was a sneakerhead before the word sneakerhead existed. Okay, okay, you're the and OG OG sneakerhead. If you want okay, to OG OG. <laughs> if, you want to, if that's the word you want to use, sure. I was doing it out of just literally because I found you a shoe, I liked it, and there's a funny story about how I got into shoes though. I what's the story? That. No, so what's I'll the story? I'll share that. So I I moved to America when I was like 13. Okay. Right? And I'm coming from Ghana, mm -hmm. West Africa. And so I'm moving to America and in my teenage years, and there's a mindset I have, right? So the fashion, what I've, I've come later to learn is the fashion trends in the world, especially living in a place like Texas, it's always three, three years behind the European trend. So I'm following that fashion trend, and then um, I had a scenario in school where something happened, where I ended up um, like stepping into a, like step, I stepped on somebody's shoes or something, and this girl in IT let me have it about how basically my fashion sense was off, oh and like my the BTF, <laughs> basically why do I feel like I have I needed to step on her, blah blah blah, whatever it was I don't remember the scenario, but then I realized that in this culture there's a very, is there's something around sticking with what is trendy here. If that makes mm, sense, mm, and mm, yeah, since that day I decided I'm gonna buck that system mm -hmm, <laughs> and just mm -hmm. do what I like you to, do. to do. And uh, I learned that very, very early. And ever since that, I just literally follow what I want to do and the way I think things, uh, see things are. So anyway, long story short, I started collecting these shoes when I was like, oof, seventeen was my first. So pair four of years later. This is not, yeah, this is like three years. Three of course, years. I, wasn't, I wasn't making money back then. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't yeah. have the option to buy the shoes that I wanted to buy. But funny story, right? Not too long after that, I, I got my first job and my first paycheck. Guess what I spent it on? Shoes. Shoes. <laughs> wow, yeah. okay. My first paycheck I ever had. Spent the whole paycheck. It was like a hundred and something dollars. Sometimes at the end of the day or week, I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> The principle of marginal gains, getting better by 1% consistently over time can lead to tremendous success. I partnered with Skillshare to create a course that gives you the tools to be less busy and more productive.
while attaining your legit goal, a goal that is true to you and the season that you're in. Click the link in the description box below to get 30-day free membership on Skillshare on me. I hope it helps. So how how does that translate into what your, I do what I do now. Yeah. So fast forward years later, I have a, a, a good collection of shoes and then my nephew comes over and I've been I, I, I was at some point I was doing sneaker shows while I take my show my shoes to sneaker um, to sneaker shows and display like hey, this is what I have people like mm. hey, this is cool we've never seen this. I even traveled around the world to go to sneaker shows. I flew out wow. to New York for a sneaker show, <laughs> flew out to Chicago for a sneaker show. Just to see I was really really like legit in the game sneaker. Yeah. And actually part, one of the first show sneaker shows ever had in Dallas, Kickspo in 2005, I think the year or 2004. Whatever it was, I participated in that show way back when. So anyway, so life happens. I I stopped buying, I stopped doing less and less sneaker shows and got married, started re reproducing <laughs> and all that. <laughs> and uh, my, I, 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 my career was taken off, my head wasn't just there and my, my nephew comes over. He's like, hey, I know you have a lot of sneakers. Come to find out the shoe that I was collecting that nobody else was collecting had become like the hottest item, apparently, without my knowledge. I had no idea. He's like, oh, uncle, can I see your shoes? I'm like, they're in the closet, you can check them out, I don't care. They're too big for you, so you can't, you can't take them anyway. And then he comes out, he's like, oh, do you know this shoe is worth X thousands of dollars? I'm like, I swear I bought that shoe for $69.99. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, less wow. than $100. He's like, no, right now they're going for 6 k And I'm like, look, this is like no $100. I'm like, wait, what? Then I was like, wait, time out. And then it got, it, then that switched my attention. Like, oh, yeah, you need to get back into like something that you really enjoy for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, um. Yeah, I got back into the game and stupidly started buying more shoes like I used to do when I was back in my in my teens and twenties. And uh, yeah, so that the pa the passion from that has has um, is changing into a potential business plan, which I'm wow. working on. So okay. we'll see how that goes. Wow, <laughs> yes, that's really great. So merging your love for sneakers and data, data. Ana yes. analytics, analytics. Yes. that's amazing. Yeah. Well. That's our time. Oh, Is there awesome. anything that you want to say for to a sneakerhead or somebody who's aspiring to be in the data analytics field? If you're or tech. Or tech. If you're a sneakerhead, don't waste all your money on sneakers. Okay, <laughs> take that advice. He's yes. an OG. He's yes. an OG don't, sneakerhead. Don't waste all your money on sneakers and... Uh, the game is changing now, so be careful out there. Okay. That's number one. What does that mean, the game is changing? So, a lot of people are making dumb decisions okay. on sneakers, like trying to rob you for their sneakers or oh, okay. yeah, get into altercation because of sneakers. Okay. And people are spending their um, a lot of money okay. chasing hype, okay. which I never did, so I'd advise you not to not do that. Not to. Okay. Yeah. And to get into the into the data analytics fields, d dive in head first. It's mm. an adventure because... Data, 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 working with data, is so many facets of it, and whether you're a data scientist using complicated um, models and machine learning to come up with an idea, or all the way to the end of um, data archiving, which is literally, you need to replicate this and put it somewhere for somebody to come use it later. There's so many different aspects of it, from analysts to um, the people that create report creation. There's so many avenues. And you can just pick pick any part of that, 
people down their daily journey and specialize in that and luckily there's a lot of need for people like with that data experience out there mm. so and you can that the good the good thing about the data doing data work or analytics or bi is it's not industry specific every industry needs, needs it the data okay That's so cool. it's it's you can find yourself in working in multiple industries healthcare banking in, in all industries cool retail <laughs> manufacturing all of them need data guys so okay i have one more question yes how many businesses do you have total total <laughs> let me think wow that many <laughs> no not that many i have one business okay that does multiple things so we say okay we'll smart say, yeah we we'll say three or four in total what business is that so i i, I do I, I have a um audiovisual business that we provide live sound okay and then we have um the consultant thing which i used to do a lot of which is still is still out there and then i have the um i do the car rental car rental business which i have yeah. I, I, and then um the last was the last one yeah this uh, this um sneaker sneakerhead app that i'm trying to build and work on so hashtag multiple streams of income trying trying, <laughs> <laughs> trying. That's okay the model. <laughs> so we've reached uh, a point where we play a game Uh-oh. and no it's super fun <laughs> okay um so there's it's three categories a random this or that and finish the sentence okay um so first is the random what is a great gift you have received recently I received a book. What book? Oh, I have to pull up my phone to remember the title. But I'm really enjoying reading reading the book. It's by um, um what's his name? Uh, Rick Rubin. Okay. He's a he's a music producer. He's worked okay. with a lot of artists throughout the years. He just released his. I think this might be his first book, or second book, mm. and it just gives you. It it's it's mainly made for. people individuals well it sounds like creatives so okay. and it's they, they, he just gives you a way to think about how to be creative and it's very very interesting to okay me. I, I need I have, to get that i need book. to i need the title I, okay. I, I know the title i can't remember it right i'm now, gonna put it in the yes i'll share it with you okay <laughs> this or that yes i know the answer to this okay spontaneity or stability always spontaneity. yes i knew always. it i knew it and <laughs> so i was gonna ask what aspect of your life do you like to keep stable your food no <laughs> y- yeah i'll I, say not i enjoy a plethora of food but it's well, that's what my life I like to keep stable. My environment. Okay. My my home environment. Okay, spe- your specific. home environment. Yeah. The, uh, the areas I have control over has to be stable. Okay. I, my house has to be Which clean. makes sense. Okay, okay, <laughs> yes, okay. Everything has to be organized. Whenever I think of something, that, where it is, where I put it, I expect it to be there. So mm. that that is my stability. Okay. So do you sort by price or by rating? I guess price first. Okay. Price first, yeah. Everyone says I. This is the finish the sentence. Yeah. I. Everyone oh. says Eugene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Eugene is. What's other people would say about me? Yeah. Everyone says I. 
I don't agree with this, but I hear I hear it a lot, and I'm, I look at people. Everyone like, says I am smart. Okay, like, you don't agree? No. Why not? I don't think myself that smart. I just have okay. a lot of experience in different things. I have opinions. Okay, about, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I have opinions about yeah. I have experience and opinions about which different does means. make you smart. No, I don't, it's just. Well, what does smart mean to you? Smart, smart to me. I equate smart to this is probably wrong. That's like book smart. Okay. Yeah. I I did that with someone. Book smart or street smart. So you yes. think you're street smart? Yes. Okay. My mine is more like I could I, I, yeah. Mine is more street smart. There's more accumulating knowledge from different aspects. Which makes sense given yes. your exactly your, your experience and your background. So well, thank you for doing this. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's this was awesome. great. It was a great conversation. I hope somebody gets some nuggets from it. I hope so too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I spoke about tech and how. I'm also into different things, yes. but I've also had to be in the tech industry, mm-hmm. and it's not my favorite thing. You, <laughs> but I'm it, glad I've had, I've been able to, you know. Do you think it's explore? Yes. Have you explored enough of the different aspects of tech? No, I don't want to. This makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. I don't that want to. Sense. So okay. yeah. All right, that's all we have. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> there was a moment that <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff was happening in my life all at once. And in this time, as my first car had broken down in the middle of the street, I'd managed to get it somewhere and gotten an Uber. I was crying and talking on the phone with somebody and the lady, the Uber driver said to me, wow, you have such a beautiful voice. And I thought, ma'am, <laughs> like, do you not see what's going on here? <laughs> like read the back of the car. <laughs> um, but even though it was out of place, a bit off, I was really appreciative of it because it did shift my energy. It was so simple, but I didn't even know how much something so simple like that in that moment really did something to me. It, it really impacted me in a way. As life be lifing and as we're experiencing new things and endeavors, life's simple things tend to get forgotten or trivialized. Weekly quickies. Your simple, your basic, your quick dose of good vibes only. If you would like to receive weekly exclusive content from me and join the private legit hub, then go to busybrima.com.